Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we've got what we think will be a quick podcast for you. Um, we had a really good question from a listener. Um, her name's Joy Smith, and she said, can you explain some of the common terms, events, etc.?" Like, for example, what is market? What are show houses? And what are some must-read, must-have books and some must-have tools? So we thought we would just break it down. So any of you um, listeners out there that also don't know what these terms are, we'll all feel like we're talking about the same thing. So Yeah, so um, the first question is, um, what is market? So um, market is... uh, it's a, sh- well, it's a, you go to a city, uh, <laughs> um, New York has a market, Dallas has a show, Atlanta has a show. The biggest of all the shows is in um, High Point, North Carolina, and it's an entire city. And um, vendors have actually taken over um, all of the shops in town. And they also have a huge building that's several stories tall and you know, I don't even know how many miles around it would be, um, to be able to walk it and people come and they exhibit little showrooms there so that you can essentially see any products or any offerings. So that really it's a global thing. Like people come from all over to be able to show their wares there or their furniture lines or their pillow lines or their art or anything you could possibly need for the home is shown at the high point market and has been probably one of the largest shows for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I asked one time, why is it in High Point, North Carolina? And they said, well, because it's where the furniture has always been made because they would float the logs down the river. They would pull them onto shore. They would dry them out and then they would make furniture out of them. And then people would come and buy the furniture in North Carolina. So it's always been a huge source of industry for the folks in North Carolina and continues to be a real leader in the industry. But Atlanta has a show and they're all at different times of the year. Like um, the North Carolina show is always April and October. Um, Las Vegas now has a market for the more Western states that hasn't, it's, it's a really great market. It's not quite as huge as North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And that one is usually in like January and June. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're usually about six months apart. Atlanta has one in April and it's more of a gift and accessories show. Um, so they all sort of have their specializations. Um, Dallas has a really great market too, that mostly has everything, just a smaller sampling of it. So it's just, it kind of depends on where you're from and what your needs are and how often you need and want new things to go get inspired to pick up new brands. It is only for the the design trade. So if you own a business, you're going to have to show ID and register with your business ID to be able to get into these shows ahead of time. And then you wear um, a lanyard around your neck with a big badge that shows if you're a buyer, if you're an exhibitor, um, if you're a guest of an exhibitor or something like that. And then they scan your badge into every showroom that you go in. And um, it's just a great opportunity to buy. That's traditionally how we used to always buy. Today, um, we go to see what's new and take pictures and show clients. And then maybe we buy it later on. We might not buy right at market. Some things we buy right at market. And to get impressions. Yeah, Yeah. totally. We um, are, I think we're kind of unique. We spend almost, we spend a full week at market. Most people fly in for a weekend, but it's kind of our main buying trip. 
And so, um, because there's so much to see in North Carolina, we can only see like just the vendors that we want to see. But if we want to scout for new vendors, we almost don't even have time to do it in a week. It's so huge. It's massive. Yeah. I always kind of likened it to the fall fashion week, you know, yeah. in New York is that this is what this is for interior designers. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is, this is our, the big hurrah. We look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Designers prep for it. We're always, people are, are always asking, so what are the new trends? What are you seeing at market? And we can always identify what metals are kind of like coming into vogue. What's on the clotting edge. And I think it's just a good, it's a good way for us to just stay, stay up on things. Yeah. And they're always yeah. showing. Um, so if we're there and say, October of 2021, they're going to be showing spring of 2022. So they're always showing six months ahead and you're buying for six months ahead because that, that way they know how much of that product to make as well. Cause you kind of go and vote with your dollar, if you will, to yeah. say, Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with this new shape. I totally want it. We're going to buy it. And then they're like, okay, it's a winner. Let's move forward with it. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have six months to um, buy materials, you know, produce enough frames, buy enough fabric to, make all of the furniture that people are, were interested in at the show. Yeah. Have you guys ever bought anything that didn't like get into production? They were like, Oh, we didn't really sell enough. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All of our favorites. Everything we love. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bummer. It's funny. Which is good. We like the stuff that no one else likes apparently. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And then we get really mad and we're like, geez, we were really like, that's the thing that's been keeping me up at night. I'm so stoked that you were going to make that. And they're like, yeah, not everybody understood it. Mm. Like that's proof that it's wonderful. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So it's frustrating. Uh, Sometimes we beg them to sell us their samples at the very least so we can have it. So it's retailers going there to meet up with wholesalers, right? right? Yeah. And so I would imagine probably that comes from like retailers being like, I don't want to buy that because it probably might not sell at my store. Right. A little bit more opinionated. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like it can be a really expensive thing that you're voting for. Mm. And if you, if you think about it, like you're doing it for every category in the entire home, rugs, bedding, artwork, accessories, you know, it's everything. You can easily go there and spend several hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, voting on your favorites, buying your favorites, and then expecting to see them show up six months later. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Yeah, sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think another great thing about market that I know that we both love is that you get to meet the designer behind, you know, who d- designed it, why they designed it. Like mm-hmm. what, what's the what, story? What was the void or need in the market that they introduced this because they weren't seeing it anywhere. That's the beauty I think of market is the storytelling. And that's mm-hmm. what we always, I think leave with is just those words. So that, I mean, it's a romance, you know, yeah. it gives, I don't know, reason for these pieces to, you know, for us to like be stoked to design with them and put them in our clients' homes. That's yeah. I think the rad part about market is the people. Totally. Well, if it's something new too that you haven't seen before, like what, I think it was an altar chair that um, Ray Booth, we did a podcast with Ray. Many of you might remember him. He's with McAl- McAlpin. Um, and he designed this beautiful altar chair and he had, it was based off of an antique that he had, but you could sit on it three ways. Like you could straddle the back of it and put your elbows on it a certain way and talk, which was really fun. You could sit on it sideways. You could sit on it with the, with the spine supporting your back. And it was just like really a conversation piece. And when you saw him do it, you're like, oh, we have to have this. But otherwise it might look kind of just odd sitting there without mm-hmm. the, without the author, if you will, telling the story yeah. of what this piece is. Another really fun thing is 
these are design heroes of ours, uh, Thomas O'Brien, Suzanne Kassler, um, all the greats. So you're meeting them. You're, you're, um, oftentimes their books will be there and they'll sign their books for you. And you get to hear their ideology about um, design and how they think about it and, um, you know, all the storytelling behind it. And so it really fills our bucket as it well does. when we're there because we're designers designing for people. Um, and so for us to go and meet with, superstar designers, you know, that are now designing products and maybe designing less for people than they used to. It's just like this really full circle moment that you're having. And, and we get to be, it's like, they're designing for us. We're being We're presented to yeah. instead of giving presentations, which yeah, I, that is it. Yeah. yeah. That's the Uganuga, man. That's so good. Yeah. It's real good. Anyway. So that's a little bit about what market is when we talk about market. Um, what are show houses? is another one of Joy Smith's questions. What are show houses? I think a show house, like the one I think we're most familiar with, um, just all over the place, is Kipps Bay mm-hmm. Show House, which is in New York, and that is a show house. And we had Corey do some research on it, but I believe um, it's an actual so takeaway well, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it started in 1973 by the local Boys and Girls Club in New York City. Um, so it's a charity the designers apply to become one of the designers that, that get a room for it. And they do a luxury Manhattan home each year. And they've done it since 1973. So it is like since spread to Palm beach, Florida, and they've done it a couple of times in Dallas. So pretty cool idea. Um, so cool. So all of the best designers are taking one room in one house and then ooh. you buy tickets to tour the home and um, can you, you even go. imagine? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you should like go on YouTube. And so just... do they sell the home when it's done or they, or the money from obviously the ticket sales goes to the yes. boys and girls club, but who gets the extraordinary I, home when they're I don't done? know. I don't know that, but, um, you can go and see, I think they have videos all the way back to like 2012 on YouTube of, wow. of the home. Um, yeah. some pretty gnarly spaces. There's one that Alexa Hampton did and she like, teamed up with another designer of wallpaper and the wallpaper looked, it was, she did the entire thing Greek themed. Apparently her husband is Greek. Uh-huh. Um, and the wallpaper just looked like drapes draping the wall. Mm-hmm. And it felt like you're in a tent inside this room. It was no pretty way. cool. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, so really cool stuff. It's really like forward design, I would yeah. say. Um, yeah. But it's really fun to like look at. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I don't, no, like they're all like it's a given theme necessarily mm-hmm. for the whole thing. They're all so individual, mm-hmm. you know, because when you do like get that magazine and it shows all the exhibits of the day, I think it's in Arc Digest yeah. where they, they actually publish they it. They publish the rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so you can like, yeah, you can go see it. widely celebrated. Yeah. I think that it's like they choose the designers to flex their own muscle. So I don't think it's like a collaborative thing. So it's like, this is your space. Mm-hmm. Do with it what you And they'll you will. team up with different sponsors too, right? So mm-hmm. like the kitchen might say Thermador is going to do all of your appliances or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. Yes. Yeah. That's on the bucket list for us, for sure. Here in Utah, we have what's called the Parade of Homes. And um, oddly enough, the county that we live in, uh, it's Utah County, uh, funny enough. Um, but the Utah County Parade of Homes is the largest parade in all of the state of Utah. And there are different counties. Salt Lake County has their own. Um, St. George has their St. George yeah. has a really big one in February. Um, people love it because St. George in Utah 
is really close to Las Vegas. So it's hot there when it's snowing up here and there's palm trees in St. George. And so it's a nice place to escape the cold and go down and tour um, a lot of their homes. And it's in the desert. So um, their style of living is kind of different than our style, even though we're in the same state. Um, so theirs is also popular, but the Utah County Parade of Homes, do you know the number of people that tour the homes in Utah County? People come from all over. I want to say that when we did one a few years ago, when we did Tiger Oak, there was like 20,000, Yeah, you know, that would go through. I think it's like raised even since then. And I don't know if that's just like people being home, they want to get out or what, Uh but it's, I mean, it's in the tens of thousands. I think every year, like it's been more and more homes. Mm -hmm. Cause I remember it was like, in the teens, and now it's like thirties. I, I want to say right, thirty homes that that they show. It depends. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what it is is it's a builder mm-hmm. and a designer, an architect, landscape architect. Homeowner, obviously, agrees and then, to yeah, it. Yeah, a homeowner will get a really great team of people together, and they'll want their home in the parade. And so it's like every trade flexing their very best muscle because we know that all these people throughout the county are going to come and walk through this home and be curious about the decor and how they did it. And usually the a designer is on site. We kind of think of it as the Olympics. We like to show up once every three or four years. We don't try and do it every year. A lot of times a builder will want to do it every single year. And, um, you know, especially, a lot of time. especially if they're winning, right? Yeah, it yeah. is a lot of time. And these are dream homes. Like these are all, you know, multiple, they're like several million dollar homes generally. And so I think conditions kind of have to be perfect. It's got to be the right client, you know, with the right taste level that wants the home to be extraordinary and has enough trust to let, you know, these teams of people do their thing. So yeah, yeah, it's really fun to get to see and you buy a ticket and then you can go tour all the homes within the parade and they give you a magazine with maps so that you can get to all of the homes. Mm -hmm. And, um, in the the end they give out, um, like viewers choice awards or best kitchen or best this favorite overall home. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really fun. Um, we've every, every year we've done it, we've actually swept the awards category and we usually win best in show, which is super fun, but it's also a ton of work and takes, it takes us all off of our game to be able to create, one home at with all of the marketing and everything else that goes along with it. It's, it's a lot, we're doing that level of work for people anyway, but this just has extra, a large amount of marketing and, and teamwork going on. And it's a faster speed too. Yeah. I think for a parade home, cause like they apply for it and it might be like, we'll be in a parade in two years mm-hmm. and those, that's the ideal situation. So you really have some running ground to like do it well, mm-hmm. cause we're not going to want to do it unless it's done beautifully. Yeah. And I really do think, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of the parade, I think, is to clout the builder. Yeah. You know, like this is a great opportunity for builders to put their work out there and for people to walk through different homes and see what builder they want to move forward with. Yeah. Um, So, but when we get to do it, we get to like take it all the way to the end. We're styling every surface, every little thing to the very end. So that is a lot of work to like have a very beautiful lived in look um, expedited to be in the parade, but it's a lot of fun. Like Jess said. Yeah. And, um, those of you that are getting nervous right now, I just wanted you to know they put, um, floor protection down. Everybody wears booties that goes into the home and, um, uh, most of the rooms are ribboned off. So you can kind of stand, um, you know, within a 
within a large casing or an opening of a room, but you're not necessarily going to go in and touch everything. You're surveying. Yeah. To- yeah. That's a good mm-hmm. word. I mean, usually the kitchen, you're walking around the whole kitchen and, and the mud room, you're walking through that. But if there's a lot of upholstery and whatnot, nobody's like sitting on, on all the furniture laying around and just enjoying this home. Yeah. But it is fun. I think it gives a lot of good ideas and I think it's a great opportunity if you are in any state that does offer a parade to just go through and see what it's all about. Yes. Awesome. Oh, and on average, sorry, we just got a, we just got a cue. It's um, usually 40 homes and 30,000 people that will be touring these throughout two, My, it's, it's throughout two weeks in the month of June. So usually the weather is perfect outside uh-huh. and, and there's somebody taking your ticket at the door and then you walk through the home and then usually exit out a garage door. And then you go and have lunch after. It's yeah. fantastic. It's really fun. Yeah, that is fun. Yeah, it's super fun. So that's the Parade of Homes. I know in Oregon, um, it actually started in 1975. There's the Street of Dreams. And usually they take an entire street and um, every single home will be built and decorated. And different builders can sort of... Um, you know, tout uh, all of the latest appliances and the best ways to do things and all of the best craftsmanship. And um, so that's a really, I think, concise way to do what we call the Prada homes. Ours are all over the valley. Theirs are all um, within a street and that's called the Street of Dreams. So smart, Northwest. Yes. So that's what show houses are. Um, And then Joy also wanted to know, what are some must read books or must have books? Okay. All right. Well, now we're going to, now we're going to unpack some stuff. Um, there are ones that we've talked about and we talked about this in the styling episode that we recently did with our Aaron Muse. And um, when we're styling, we always love a beautiful spine. We always love a beautiful coffee table book. And so these are the must haves, the -hmm. ones that you look at that are more like beautiful pictures. Um, we're going to say, are like the authentics Mm -hmm. because it has a beautiful linen cover. We're going to, we're going to do the 80, what is it? hundred years and 80. Uh-huh. 80 um, at 100 so a century. And that's a linen book with um, large white text mm-hmm. on the exterior. These are all coffee table books. So um, we love, love, love the contents of these books, but we also just love them either opened on our coffee table, closed on our, on our coffee table, stacked on a mantle, stacked on a center hall table. Mm-hmm. You cannot lose with, with the books that we're about to share with yep. you. There are no fail favorite current books that are still available today. If you wanted to purchase them from Amazon or your favorite retailer, um, Mm -hmm. these are what we're using right now. Yep. So we mentioned 80 at 100 Mm -hmm. as a fave. Um, I love the big book of chic from miles red. I think the, Mm -hmm. as far as the content, it's really thick and I love the content. All the pictures are beautiful. I can flip it to any page and be inspired. It's just, it's kind of like the frame TV on your coffee table. You just can like have so much fun, like finding a mood yeah. and a vibe um, that you're feeling for the season. And it's just, it's super inspiring. Yeah, so I love that one I too. love the big book of chic from Miles Red. We talked about the authentics. Um, see the world beautiful. Mm. I love this so much. Um, and it's a photography book and it's Annie Milky. Minky, yes. Right. Yes. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Good job. Um, and it's just, it's all around the world in all conditions and all demographics. And, and you just see people very, in a very raw way, which I just love. And I think it adds a lot of conviction to a home and a lot mm-hmm. of soul. And it's not just of interiors. So I think a lot of clients resonate with this book because it's just about life. It's about life around the world. And I think anytime you can get books like that, I think it's going to really capture your guests and the audience because 
people have gone to different places around the world and be like, oh, I remember when we were in Peru mm-hmm. and we saw this a village just like this and it takes me back there. That's the beauty of a book. So mm-hmm. it's inspiring. I think that's obviously a book more of people yeah. um, versus places. I love, and I love well, on places. the cover, there's um, like a swishing woman's skirt in the color of red. And there's also some yellow going on. I really like the typeface that they use. It's a, it's a white, um, sort of blocky typeface. It's all in caps. And then they have like a really thick, clear acetate cover Mm -hmm. that wraps the book. And it looks- that actually has the text on it. Oh, does it? If you take that off, it's just the picture. It's so chic. And this is the largest coffee table book I've ever been able to find. So it oftentimes, if I'm stacking two books, it will end up being on the bottom, but I love, love the text. And I like that Mm -hmm. thick, thick, clear gloss- Oh, beautiful. Um, cover. It's see the world beautiful. Amazing. I love so, that one. So, so good. Um, another one that we love is the modern woman. It's Diana. Oh, yes. Vreeland. Diana Vreeland, I think mm-hmm. the modern woman, it's kind of this matte, um, kind of cushioned pillow top mm-hmm. cover. And it just has these like blushes and these black strokes. And it's like, it's a piece of art on the front of it. That's a beautiful one to look through. Mm-hmm. Um, Good call. I was looking around my house when we were talking about this, just on what books do I have. And I have a lot of these, but I also have a lot of just like art ones. Like I have a a really large Frida Kahlo one that has, that's really interesting. So think about, again, the artists you like, the places you've been. Those ones will be like beautiful to have and interesting to read. Um, I have one that's called Revealing Mexico that I love. It's Mm. so beautiful. And another one with it, that's called textiles and it's, it's gotta be like two to three inches, probably three inches thick. And it just says textiles in gold mm. on the front of it. And again, it's kind of quilted on the outside of it because it's talking about textiles. So really whatever you're into, I think, and my husband, he's um, in medicine. He, I got a beautiful one from a local shop called an anatomy, but it's gorgeous and it's beautiful and it's something that he's interested in. Mm. So again, we talked about beautiful ones that we like to style with, but yeah. I think just in any regard. Yeah. A few of my favorites. I am always, if there's ever a moment where they're like, we need you to style this scene for something on social media or something. My, if I were to only buy two books and carry them with me on everything I ever had to style for mm-hmm. my two go-tos. Um, one is by Lieg. Um, that's L-I-A-G-R-E. L-I-A. I-G-R-E, and it's called 12 Projects. Um, so Christian okay. Lee, he's actually passed away now, but this book is, um, it's really thick, it's white, and then the, the typeface that they use, sorry for I was talking about typeface, I did um, graphic design and was an art director before this life, and so I always look at typography, but it, I love the font, and the type actually wraps the spine and goes onto the cover. Pretty. So the way it bends over it, I think, is really interesting, but it's um, a beautiful white spine with um, black type on it, and um, it's called Lieg 12 Projects, mm-hmm. and then it stacks really beautifully with another white book, and it's by Thomas Pheasant, and it's called Simply Serene. And the cover of that book is beautiful. It has um, kind of a gold starburst mirror in the center of a scene and it centers right on the cover and it makes every room look so fancy and beautiful, like mm-hmm. clean fancy. Do you know what I mean? Not yeah. like over the top fancy. Yeah. So I love those two stacked together. They look incredible. I will also say for content, um, we love anything McAlpin. Yeah. Um, it's spelled like McAlpine, but their books are beautiful. Um, they do a really good job and I think they have like four, yeah, five and, books and out by their now. Their spines are, they're always really tall. 
Yeah. And I think we're always looking for that mass. And again, the content is just so interesting because you just have this, like how many hundreds of pages of just beautiful images on yeah. beautiful paper with really inspiring words. And I think that's fun when you do start. I, I can't think of a book that we've listed that if you didn't open it up and even read the words, obviously look at the content that's mm-hmm. not inspiring. So those of you just wanting something to read, read these, you will be inspired. Yes. Look at them, the spines on your mantle, you will be inspired. Totally. And I know a lot of people have the Tom Ford book. Mm-hmm. We do sell it at the store. I think it looks chic in every scene. I don't love the contents of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever taken it out of Controversial. the Controversial, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and opened it up. I don't love it inside. And there's there are some like mm-hmm. naked noodle bits where you're just like, I don't think I want my kids to open this book either. Um, so just um, heads up on that. <laughs> You'll see some naked bodies. But it is, um, it is a very good looking book just to keep keep shut and to keep <laughs> and to keep in the box. Um, it, is, it is like a black, it's a black linen book with, um, you guys are all very familiar with the Tom Ford logo and I love that it comes in a sleeve. It's, do you know what I mean? Like so those, beautiful. those box sleeves. Yeah. I just had to put it out there. No, that's like, nobody's saying it, but everybody's buying it. And I do think that it looks incredible styled with, mm. but I just don't want to open it up and put it in a book cradle to be like, read it. It's extraordinary. I actually have no idea what it's about. I mean, we all know his, his, his fashion brand. It's about that, but, um, I just, I, it's not for everybody. Inside, that's all. Oh, that's funny. I seem incredibly sheltered right now. Whatever. When I say that, but no. Anyway, um, those, I will say those are all of our favorites right now mm-hmm. in play that are yeah. at home on our mantles, coffee tables. Yeah. yeah. If we're going to go style at someone's house, these are the favorites. One more, that Valentino entertaining one. I'm oh, obsessed with Oh, the emperor's table. Yes. That's so oh pretty. Also comes in Talk a Talk about sleeve. put something in a book cradle. Yeah. That's beautiful. That is a winner. Yeah. Buy that one. Do buy it. Especially Run. if you love the color blue. Yeah. Because, because there's blues and whites all over the cover and it looks sensational. Yeah. There's such scenes. Like, especially yeah. like in your kitchen in a dining room, it'd be so fun to like flip open and just I like, like leave I it open. Wanna, I want to name our book something with the word emperor in it. I know. <laughs> it's what kind of lives are we living? We're a bunch of chumps. I know. Yeah. Poppers. <laughs> totally. That's what that is. Okay. So those are the mess reads. Um, We did not plan for this, but what are some must-have tools, would you say? Must-have tools in regards to tools can be so many different this context. Is true. What yes. <laughs> well, I think along the line, she's saying must read books and some must have tools. I think she'd probably say like styling tools, which we kind of styling addressed tools. in the styling podcast last, but oh, yeah. for me, if I'm stacking books, I'm always going to want a softer form on top, like a bowl mm-hmm. of some sort. I really love our horn bowl yeah. that we so sell. Pretty. We also have a really beautiful, um, bone bowl that's like mm-hmm. pieced off white, um, bone yeah. and everything that you put in that looks really, really incredible. Yeah. My favorite tools right now, really the acrylic cradle. Yeah. Like that book cradle, um, oh. just in the regards to books, like a beautiful way to display that in a very authentic way, I think is to have it open. Yeah. And I love those, and the walnut and the acrylic. I do too. Yeah. Kind of depending on your style of decor, if you're humble or want something more masculine, that walnut one, you can actually open several books and cradle several books in it. Or if you're very dressy and chic and a little more JLo, I think mm-hmm. the... The uh, Lucite Cradle is super great. So pretty. It's I think fantastic art easels. Tool. Again, I'm clouding all the Alcine stuff, but that's my recent obsession is those art easels. It's so mm-hmm. hard when you want to prop something up 
you know, in a bookshelf or just layer in front of a mirror or anything. These art easels are awesome because it helps them to stand vertically. So you don't have this weird kickstand interrupting like the depth of a mantle. Yeah. The, these limited spaces where we do want to lean art. And we just did a built in recently and we had a couple of these little ones with her collections of art. And honestly, you could put one of her like kids, like art rocks that they've painted on, on top of some of these things, these acrylic stands and mm-hmm. it just looks beautiful and they just, it elevates everything. And I think that's what we're trying to do, obviously, in our collection. Yeah, it's yeah. just with our styling yeah. tools. Yeah, all of the different ways of displaying art. There's yeah. several different types of easels. Um, we've got Lucite. We've got painted kind of white plastery color. We've got Walnut. We've got a Walnut book cradle, um, a Lucite book cradle. And we've also got some really beautiful plastery white um, pedestals Mm -hmm. to display um, sculpture. And it looks so smart and so gallery. Yeah, I think um, tray is also going to be a tool that we'll always use. Definitely. So beautiful, large format trays. Yeah, and after styling for all these years, we kind of know our favorite sizes. And that's what we're doing in the product that we're creating today is like um, creating the perfect size tray, which in our opinion is the 24 by 24 inch or the 18 by 18 inch tray. Yeah. Yeah. And the crystal cradle or not cradle, sorry, candle, crystal candle. The crystal candle dish. Yes. Yes. It's so pretty. So pretty. On your kitchen, on your nightstand, like wherever you put it, like it just elevates. And I think, I don't know if it's just because we've been home so much. Like I probably never spent more money on candles than this Mm -hmm. year. (laughs) And so, so I just think it's so lovely just to have anywhere and everywhere. And it's a tool that I think you'll will migrate throughout the house or you'll want multiple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, just so you can always like have that little, that little fire. I yeah, love it. I agree. So good stuff. Thanks yeah. for the question, Joy Smith. And for any of you out there that have questions, please feel free to send those in to um, dear Alice at alicelanehome.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 